sometimes you don't know where you're going or where you're going to end up. I used to hitchhike a lot when I was younger over in Europe, Turkey, Greece, wherever, Canada. And I used to just say, I don't care how long I have to wait so long as I get a good safe ride because I wanted to end up in a good place. So when I was in my 40s, I was living in Darwin, sorry, living in Melbourne. And um, I came up to Darwin for a holiday for a week and I just fell in love with the place. So I went back and thought, I want to come up here to live. So three months later, I quit my job sold a whole lot of stuff and packed my car and put it on the train and came here. Uh, it was when I was at a, um, a house church meeting that I met Nancy and um, she was a really spiritual person. And I just thought, man, she's really amazing, her insight. And I wanted to get to know a little bit more about her. So we became friends. And being Yongo, she loved fishing and hunting. And I really loved fishing too. So we used to go out in my little three-door hatch with a lot of people in it. <laughs> Lots of trips back and forward. But it was nice because we'd sit under the shade of the tree cook fish, oyster, really nice. Anyway, um, Nancy's daughter adopted me to be her yappa, her sister. So I became part of the family. Anyway, there was family members living with Nancy and they ended up going back to community. And Nancy said, oh, I'm gonna be by myself. Will you come and stay with me till they come back? And I said, yeah, no worries. Um, but I didn't really know that she was a dialysis patient and I n never knew anyone who had dialysis treatment. And it didn't take very long to realise how draining and taxing having treatment for five hours three times a week was. How when you come back home you can't even really lift your head up. And so she would always need something to eat, drink, and then go to sleep three or four hours. So I was really blown away because the Brown Teps bus picks her up at 5.30 in the morning and then brings her back at 3, three o'clock, 4 o'clock, all day sightseeing around Darwin, dropping people off. And... When I started asking, how come you got this? And she said, I was a diabetic and I didn't take my medication. And when I told friends that I was looking after an Aboriginal lady having dialysis, everyone always says, oh, she drank too much alcohol. But no, that's not the truth, huh? A lot of people think that that's why so many Aboriginal people are on dialysis. A lot of those people maybe never ever touched alcohol. So there's a lot of stigma attached to being 
a dialysis patient, as well as having to come away from your community, your family, live in the city. Some even have to go live in Adelaide. So anyway, I stayed with Nancy and I stayed with her and I stayed and I stayed there for four and a half years. And we had lots of fun times, ate lots of fish, oyster, kangaroo tail, went out picking pandanas, having awesome time. I really loved it. And we'd have lots of older people coming because she's an older woman, an elder, and a lot of her family would come and they'd stay and sometimes they stayed because they were renal patients too. So it's really sad because so many people, they pass away from that disease. And I learned that being a dialysis patient, you need really good food, you need a clean house, and you need people that understand that. And so education's a really important thing for all people, whether you're the patient or carer. So in amongst all the good times, we had some pretty challenging times too, which anyone who is from the Territory, they know about that antisocial behaviour stuff, huh? The NT police in Darwin pretty much knew my last name and address. Because lots of times, call the policeman, call the policeman, quick. But I did that and it made it easy for her. And um, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, we'd get woken up. Amla, Amla, I love you, I love you, let me in, I'm hungry. And we'd think, oh no, they're back again. It's really hard for that person in the house. And it's hard for the, for the carer. But there's a lot of other challenges that go along with that, like the neighbours, because they're living next door to people. Some people are good, some aren't. The um, one time my yapper came home with her boyfriend and they're always happy sometimes, sometimes they're not happy. So we had to call the police again and the police came, took them away, but they don't take them to the lockup. They take them five, ten kilometres away and then they walk back and they're not happy when that happens. In the morning we were up because Nancy had her dialysis and that time when the police took, took her away, she came back and I saw her with the carving knife. I said, hey, what are you doing with that knife? She goes, I'm going to kill my boyfriend. I said, there he is, there. Get him, kill him. So, of course, Nancy said, call the police and they came and took her again. But now, my yapa, she's living in her house of her own and she's paying rent and she's looking after that house and she stopped drinking. So everything changed, huh? So there were good times, some really challenging times and I learned a lot because I'm not Indigenous. 
and I can share a lot of those experiences because of living in those two worlds. Then three and a half years ago, the same thing, you never know where you're going to end up. We're in the birthing suite, not me. (laughs) But the young girl was having a baby and it was there that Nancy found out that that granddaughter of hers, great-granddaughter, was going to be taken by territory families. And she said, no, 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 that can't happen. But the adoption unit said, well, you're dialysis and how are you going to look after a newborn? So Nancy asked family, can you help me? But a lot of family already had their kids and raised them up. It's hard work. And the hospital said, you've got two days because this little baby's healthy. She's ready to go. So I said, well, Nancy, I'll help you. So we became 50% carers. I never thought in Yungalwai, kinship, I became her mormo, her grandma. So we have little Ruby with us and growing her up. It's not in a, um, what do you call it, territory family thing, foster. It's just a private arrangement with the family. So caring, sometimes it's great fun. You laugh, you have a good time, but a lot of times it's just hard work. And... um, I laugh with my yappa now because I always say, yappa, I love you, I love you, and she laughs because that's what she'd always say to me. Huh? So you never know when you might be a carer. You never know who you're going to meet. Maybe it's family. But I just encourage you to think about people when you see them, maybe they need some care. Maybe they need a kind word. And you can be a carer just by doing that. So back to the hitchhiking. I never really know where I'm gonna go. I never know with Nancy, with the little girl, how long they're gonna stay with me at my house now. But It's been awesome. I've learned a lot. I feel really passionate for renal patients and to help them. Um, And I hope that in sharing my, my story that when you see people, Aboriginal people, and you hear that they're having renal, don't just jump and think because they drink. There's other factors involved. So I just thank you all for listening to me and um, I'm glad it's over.